All right. What's shaking, everybody? Hope uh, you all have been having the most lovely of holiday seasons thus far. Uh, we are back from a month-plus long hiatus. I'm sorry for the wait. I've had all kinds of exciting and interesting things happen in my world. I got a, I bought a house that I got to fix because it's 110-something years old, and every single corner of it's busted. So good on me. Good investment so far. I uh, just got back from perhaps my favorite week of the entire year, and that is the five days that I spend at Bandon Dunes with 23 of my best buddies. Um, we went the weekend after Thanksgiving, and it was an absolute blast. So to recap it, I brought on my buddy Kev, my college roommate, good you know, good golfing buddy, you know, brother of the Bandon Dunes Dune Squad. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to go over, talk about the trip, and, you know, note some things that uh, we took note of, <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and just kind of ch chat about the trip, what we liked, if there was anything that we thought we could uh, improve on for the trip next year, which, by the way, there will be a trip next year. So, um, yeah, just had a lot of fun, you know, drinking a beer, uh, talking to Kev, talking about our trip, and then, of course, you know, at the tail end, you know, with the Tigre himself, get you know, Jumping back into the competitive, uh, I guess golf doesn't have a gridiron, but let's let's just say Tiger, you know, let's try to temper expectations a little bit. But the modest, thoughtful, conservative conclusion that I think we came to was he's fucking back. So with that, uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a different intro music for this episode. Um, something that was a, a common theme of our trip up to Bandon Dunes. We had so many guys that were there uh, for their first time this past year. And, you know, if you have never been to Bandon Dunes, I mean, when you walk on, walk into that place, it is hard to imagine that a place like that even exists. Four world-class golf courses in one small little plot of land overlooking the ocean. It's as if somebody had just come up with it in the dream and made it a reality, and so I think this is rather fitting. So please, enjoy another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast, everybody. We just got back from what? What trip to Bannon was this for you? I think this was my fourth. This is number four. I think it was eight for me. All right. So now you know we we took our own advice. We just brought a tremendous amount of booze to make sure we were thoroughly uh, lubricated throughout <laughs> the course of our trip here. And now we know we've got the really great you know the great problem of having a lot of of boozy leftovers here. What do you, so for the next you know week or two? What what are you going to be sipping on back at the house? Oh, I got a bunch of OGs uh -huh. and JD. Yeah, man. OG. I mean, I'm sipping on an OG myself, but the JD is funny. Like, whiskey? <laughs> uh, is it wrong that I basically just bum whiskey off everybody the whole trip? Is that bad? No. 
I think that's allowable considering you're the one that's like, you know, kind of handling the reservations and setting everything up. Yeah, so, I mean, there I, you go. I, as I was going up, like uh, we, we got up there and then I was planning on buying some whiskey when we went to the store up in the town of Bannon after we got there. And uh, I went there with Connor and Nate and some other guys and, uh, you know, I was getting ready to buy some whiskey. And by that point, I'd already been offered, you know, a shot of whiskey by like 14 different dudes out of like the 17 guys we had there thus far. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be good. Everybody brought like a handle and a half. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so, and I think uh, part of the reason why we didn't kill it too, we're going to bed like before midnight. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. We're getting old, brother. I mean, well, and I didn't play it, you know, enough golf this year considering. Well, I mean, look at last year. I played at least 30 holes a day last year. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, you know, there was a day this year where we kind of slept in and teed off at like 10, 20, and only played 18 and mm-hmm. then just kicked it. So that really helped too. Yeah, throwing that one day of rest in where you just absolutely played 18 holes and, and finished was, you know, as much as it kind of pains me to say it, it was nice to throw one of those days in there. I, I, it did make a pretty considerable difference in terms of my overall ability to handle myself and just not completely lose, you know, lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, but I was happy this year. I at least got to play every course in decent weather. I mean, the first day at uh, Pacific was rough, but we played it in the afternoon on day four, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Yeah. So. And the more I play old Mac, I, I think that's kind of sneaking up. That might be my favorite now. Dude, I mean, right. I, I just I, I love don't, old Mac. I don't disagree with you. However, I'm going to get to that portion of this. I have two questions that I need to run by you, my boy Kev, before we jump into our you know updated rankings and opinions of the courses, because that that is an entire you know delectable <laughs> conversation all into itself. Uh, but just in general, how'd you enjoy the trip this time around, man? We had we had a bigger group than normal. What, we had like twenty four this year. Um, you know, for the most part, we had a couple super killer days of weather. You know, like one and a half days of pretty mediocre weather. But not uh, nothing I would call like really really bad. I don't know. No, what, what, what do you was, think? Uh, it was fine. I mean, that's that's why you have the rain gear. I mean, I mean you, you and can I survive all anything that was thrown at us. Yeah, you and I have played up there in a hailstorm before. So for me, pretty much anything <laughs> short of like you know, basically what two two inch wide snowballs just pelting me in the face, pretty much anything less than that, I feel like I'm basically gravy. Yeah, man. I mean, you gotta like. I don't know, have one of those like water tornadoes coming at me on the cliff or like fucking lightning striking for me to get off the golf course. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could have sideways wind. I mean, whatever hail, but, uh, this, this trip, uh, you know, definitely doable. I would just say it's a no- nice, normal band trip. We got a little bit of everything survivable. Mm-hmm. and just keep drinking hit that little white ball forward not oh, sideways dude but I, I will say this and people I, I felt like i said this last year but i cannot understate it or overstate it enough jesus christ chico state you're failing me okay i cannot yeah. overstate this enough dude days one and three is that as good a day of weather as you've ever seen at that resort from no frost delays yet not too cold right and we had sunlight okay, so... from sun up to sundown Never less than like 50, 55 degrees out there. Wind minimal. Is that the best weather you've ever played that golf course in? Any of those golf courses in? 
Dude, so I feel like every time I play trails, it's in perfect condition. And this year, on that third day, uh, I believe it was you. We we played trails in the morning, and then mm-hmm. we went straight to Old Mac. I got and another. I got another full eighteen. Be, in. That has to be just one of the best band and days you're ever going to get. I mean, um, that was perfect, absolutely perfect. We teed off early, not a cloud in the sky, and then. Um, just played old Mac till dark, dude. It was sweet. Dude, I I just can't get over how good that weather. I mean, seriously, like I so I I don't know if you noticed this. I had my all time best round ever at any course at that resort yeah. at Old Mac that afternoon. And the thing is, it I didn't yeah, even yeah. feel like I was playing well. I had zero birdies, <laughs> zero double bogeys. I had thirteen par thirteen pars and five bogeys. For to, to shoot a five over seventy six at an old Mac, and I thought to myself, I was like, dude, like I was draining putts all day, and that's why I shot well, but I didn't hit the ball very good. And old Mac is not the kind of place. I mean, granted, you're not going to lose your ball, but when the you know the wind blows out there, it's open. Those greens are tough and unforgiving if you make too big of a mistake. And I was like, how did I shoot so well? And then I was like, okay, wait a I, second, I, and I know why. Well, no, other than um, making all my putts, have you ever played old Mac with? zero wind i i thought back to it dude that is the kindest conditions and the most forgivable conditions for someone who's not hitting the ball perfect and not hitting the ball low to be able to actually still have a chance out there i have never even heard of anybody playing old mac and no wind let alone actually experience myself that that had to have taken like six strokes off that golf course am, am, am i crazy no you're not yeah, absolutely dude. not um okay. i mean it was awesome and I think, um, you know, part of the reason why you went low is, uh, you know, we drank enough that morning round mm-hmm. and then you went from slow trails greens to a little quicker old mat greens and you yeah. started draining them on the faster greens. So, yeah, for sure. Um, man. but you're right though. I don't ever remember old Mac with no wind. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, I've played and 18, uh, yeah, I mean, approach shot on 18 has uh-huh. to be one of my favorites. Uh, tee shot on 17 is just one of my favorites. Absolutely. Um, I birdied, uh, I believe it was 14 both times, uh, the little uphill short one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a great course, man. It, Honestly, it I think that that keeps trickling up uh, my radar at, at the resort every time I play. Well, I 100% agree. And, you know, we um, you know, we, we can jump into that here now, but I, I want to follow up on something that you said about the greens. Now, I think Every dude, all 24 guys in our group all agreed that despite old Max Greens being like trickier and gnarlier than anything else out at the resort, they were the best greens to put on. They were significantly faster and seemed like they were rolling a little smoother um, than really any of the other courses at the resort. Did you would, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. Now, Absolutely. Now, they're, here, uh, they're awesome. Now, here's a little follow-up for that. So I was trying to figure it out, and luckily this was the first year that we actually had a superintendent on the trip with us. And my dad was talking to him and said, you know, because he, he, Mike loved Old Mac. Like, he, that was far and away his favorite golf course, and I think it was primarily because the greens were so much better because, you know, everything else being equal, every course there is great. So to have one where the greens were that much significantly better than the others, I understand why he would say that you know he would lean towards Old McDonald as being his favorite one at the resort for this particular trip. But he was saying it's because the greens are so much younger 
and I don't know about so much, but at least five years younger than all the other ones, that there's just been less oh. less POA, like basically pelted into them from everybody's spikes all over the other place. So it basically was a pure fescue grass that had been beat up a little bit less. Um, do you think? Do you think that's? I mean, he would know better than I would. So I'll go ahead and trust his judgment there. But I wonder if that's something that would be totally, totally different at summertime. If maybe that's just something that is, you know, just specific to this time of year, going on like the winter time. Um, I mean, I think part of it was maybe you know the frost delay. There's there's always a little bit of frost delay, whether they actually delay it or not. Right. Um, I mean, some of those clear mornings. I mean, the ground's harder, the greens are harder, you know. So. I wonder if that had something to do with it, you know, especially playing it, uh, teeing off pretty early at Old Mac. But, no, I think he's right. I mean, they're younger. It's just a different, yeah, fescue type just hammered in, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk on Bannon or or Pacific, you know, uh, there is more Poe. It's a little bumpier on those five-footers. And then for trails sure. is just different because, you know, it takes all day for trails to warm up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I would have to agree with. It. I don't know either. So, um, but certainly, uh, certainly, you can tell the difference just by walking on them. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, what's your uh, and the five footers? I mean, the five footers are, are you know you're not worrying about like having a bump in them. You know, like yeah. pebble or something like. Dude, I was so, over reading greens all trip long, dude. Like I I saw two cups of break everywhere. And I'm missing like a cup and a half, like high, almost like every single hole. It feels I, I just, except for Old Mac, like for I don't know. I just had so much trouble. I think all the swales and all of like the the ground, you know, just how intense and um, like visible all the slopes are out there. I just kept on thinking like, oh man, I just saw that fucking ball break like five feet in the fairway and like you know ten yards a roll. Like I just imagine what it's gonna get like when you go to the greens, and then you get there and they're pretty, they're pretty tame. I, I mean, obviously, there's you know a couple exceptions, but man, they they just had me spooked. <laughs> like the whole like the, like three <laughs> out of the four morning rounds out there. I was just just walking on those greens, scared, and they, they they beat me up pretty good. So yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, old Matt kind of uh kind of kept you know allowed me to keep my head straight. But now to the more important part, what are some of your takeaways from this trip? Whether it be from the lodging side or more specifically. The golf side. You you were talking the old Mac's climbing up your list, brother. What to give, give me some thoughts? Yeah, old old Mac is definitely just climbing up the list. And, and honestly, I like the home course too, like more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a tough tough uh, tough list, man. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, boy, is it? We could really rank them. I mean, I really don't. Um, but old Mac, I, I like. Uh, I'll definitely like that course the more and more I play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it is. But I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, takeaways. I mean, as far as shots, uh, I found that right bunker at trails on 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, second shot, just put her up there to like 12 feet. So that was sweet. Yeah, of course, yeah. two putt, you know, a little banded two putt. Yeah, you know? that's like a banded uh, one putt, dude. Yeah, dude, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a solid part. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, well, you were with me for that one. I mean, I almost aced number five, I think. Yes, dude. Dude, so for everybody out there listening, it it looked like it was going to go in from the tee and when we got up to the like got up to the hole, it was even closer than we thought. That ball landed an inch right of the cup, like literally 1 inch right 
Oh, I should say one inch right of the edge. So let's say two and a half to three inches right of just a flat out dunk straight into the <laughs> hole. Like, but that thing missed the cut by like an inch on the right side. And the ball ended up an inch directly left of the cup, which means that thing hit, che- like hit right next to the hole, checked, rolled a little bit left because of the slope, just barely missed the edge of the hole and settled one inch away directly <laughs> on the other side of the hole from where it landed, thinking it basically just did a little U-turn right around the backside of the cup. That thing was close. That that had to have been the shot of the trip for anybody out there, I, I got to imagine. Oh, dude, that was a good one. And that one felt good. That broke a big bird. That, that broke a big birdieless streak for you too. That one was huge, <laughs> right? I had like fifteen bars on day one. Um, and then, dude, I, I played with Reamer though. I swear, um, we played Old Mac the first time together, and um, he got up and down probably three times from one thirty, one twenty to one thirty. He just did not want to have anything to do with chipping at Old Mac. He was like, I'm just <laughs> going to get up and down from like one, one twenty all day. So <laughs> he, um, he just stuck into like two feet three times to save par. Oh, it was shit. crazy. Yeah, what a magician. And then I, um, I think I drove number 14 green too from the, what's ahead of the greens? Uh, was that yellow? The yellow tees? Oh um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, drove yeah. number fourteen from the yellows. I see. Yep, I remember that. That was that was piped. Mm. Yeah, that was real. That was but real solid. That's about it. That, I don't know. That's about it. I I didn't, I didn't make any freaking putts, man. I had no. a few sweet sand saves. You were like me, man. You had a lot of nice rolls putts. out there that just didn't drop, man. I, I think you and I were just <laughs> yeah. mis- just misreading a lot of greens. <laughs> well, you know they're. Very tough to read outside of 15 feet, I believe. For I sure. mean, they're just, um, they're so, I was misreading a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Oddly enough, I had a couple snakes out there. Like, I, I, I think I probably made four or five putts outside of 30 feet. Which you know almost feels, per, almost feels pretty well, good. Well, I saw one or two. Yeah, yeah no, I dude. Mean, you made a couple at trails, dude. That bird that I made on uh, number three, that first par five, where that one won me a skin mm-hmm. out there. Woo, man! I, I hit the I straight up hit the <laughs> wrong club, dude. I, I, I. It's so everybody who actually was playing skins with us, who's listening to this podcast, is going to get a little extra pissed off right now. I misread my rangefinder and clicked the the bush behind the green on number three. So I had like two clubs too much and basically like chunked it to like <laughs> chunked it to like the middle of the green in the pins front, and I had probably like a 35, 40 footer. So basically miss hit the club that was two clubs too many to the middle of the green and make the fucking 35 footer to come back and make birdie and make a skin. <laughs> oh God, isn't golf, golf is just the best sometimes. Oh. Oh, that's, so, that's like my buddy back home here in Madeira. Um, we're playing some scramble tournament and it's a par five ninth hole and I'm like, what's the yardage? You know, it's our second shot. We're trying to get there. And he's like, oh, you got like 290, man. So I was like, oh, shit, I'll just hit. <laughs> yeah, I piped it like right into the center of the green. The yes. group's like putting that's ahead of us. They're just like, what the fuck? You know, like, I'm like, how far? And he's like, oh, my bad, dude. It's 290 to the fucking cart barn. Dude, I really, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> it was like, it ended up being like 250 like, or 240. I don't remember. Uh, oh, that man. is That is phenomenal. Just, yeah, uh, almost up. just killed a forty-year-old. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. So now, okay, dear, so now, now I get to ask you the typical and standard questions here. I'm going to start with the first, the little Matt Janella special. You got ten rounds at the big four courses, my man. After your fourth trip up there, how are you distributing the ten rounds of golf you get to play at the resort? 
if you can only choose the four 18-hole courses. We'll get to the preserve in a second. So you want me to... Yeah, so you get, you get ten. Give you ten rounds. No, no. So you get ten rounds of golf there, but in, at the four okay. big eighteen-hole golf courses, how do you distribute okay. those ten rounds? Like if I playing ten rounds. All right. Well, I'm yes. doing round robin twice. Okay. So you get then, everything um, twice. So what courses are you playing a third time? What two courses are you going to go play? Or are you, is there one course you're going to play four times? No, no. I'm going to do round robin twice, and then Old Mac and trails. Ooh, okay. Now, that would lead me to believe that Old Mac and Trails in, you know, in one or the other, whether it's one, two, or, you know, two on the other way, are your fi- two favorite tracks at the resort then? I would go Old Mac, Trails, Pacific, Bandit. Ooh. It's funny, too, because you say, like, you know, what, it was like five minutes ago, like, I don't know, man, I really like that original course more and more. Too. Like, oh, they're all, <laughs> they're all so good. I know they oh, are. They're all they so are. good. That's, how could you? How could you possibly are. have to choose? So, all right. So, so you, you actually got me a one through four rank. You've given me your ten rounds. You probably play three at Old Mac and Trails and two at the uh, the original two. Um, preserve. How how many times did you get a chance to play Preserve this trip? This trip uh, once. Once. Okay. Where? Yeah. Would you rank the Preserve ahead of any of the eighteen hole courses? No. No. Okay. Because it, I, I find it strange because for me, like, I might, in terms of just, like, a fun thing to go do, but I feel like if I had a day of golf, you know, where, like, I had I was playing one round that day and I got a chance to play any of the big boys or the preserve, I would never choose the preserve because I would never skip out on a chance to play one of the full-length 18-hole courses. Or, is that how you feel as that, well? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I just feel like, you know part of the 18 holders or you got to drive the ball at bandit i mean it's uh driving a huge part of you know i think the whole resort and all the courses so i would just never rank preserve ahead of any of the 18 holders no and, and i think the thing is like if you were asking me to define like the most fun two hour stretch of like golfing anywhere in the resort i, I certainly don't think the preserve would be like last and I probably no. rank it, I probably rank it ahead of maybe like you know one or two of the nines at the resort, but oh, I mean, shit, damn! I think about that and I'm like, all right, would I rather play nine holes at either one, you know, any of the you know the courses or thirteen holes at the preserve? I'm I'm still not totally sure. I pick the preserve. <laughs> oh, know. it's just I a testament know. to how unbelievably good those courses are. I can't believe it. I, I, I was I was about to set myself up to be like, yeah, I'd rather go play the preserve, and then as soon as I said it out loud, it's like, wait. No, that's incorrect. I can't. I can't say that. I can't. I can't have that recorded and have people hold me to it because that just wouldn't be true. <laughs> I just love fourteen through eight, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen through eighteen at Old Mac. Mm, oh my god! They're so I dude, just, such a ball buster, dude. Just, that just put me on the par five. The par five thirteen. Drop me there, and I'll just do thirteen to eighteen a few times. I'll be yeah. happy. Dude, I say I love the front nine at Old Mac. That the front nine is so mm-hmm. good. Really, like I yeah. love Old Mac. It's just that that little stretch right in the middle, that 10, 11, 12. Holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. Grab your nuts and hold on. That is like yeah. the most, that's got to be the most brutal three-hole stretch of the resort, yeah? Like dude, just, just in terms of like three difficult holes in a row. Maybe starts at like 7. 
I mean, seven's tough. Maybe but, eight. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like they're just a little more straightforward. Where like, I feel like someone like me who doesn't necessarily hit the ball really far, like 10, 11, 12 are all just long. They're really, really long with super gnarly green complexes that are just crowned and fall off for like feet on feet. Like, you know, you could roll a small village down the sides of those greens. They're just so <laughs> d- just dangerous and fast and crowned. Like that three hole stretch, I'm going to just, I'm coming to come out and say it, bro. That is the toughest three hole stretch on the West Coast. Suck on that, America. What do you think about that, dude? Uh, 10, 11, 12 at Ole Mac. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was not exactly the the encouraging, super enthusiastic response I was looking no, for. No, no. I mean, I'm just thinking of 10, though. That, that is a tough son of a bitch green right there, dude. 10 kicks me in the dill every single time. I play. That green is crazy, dude. You just climb up that huge slope with that big, nasty, false front. If you go a little too long, like the green just goes forever, so then you're going to have you know, a 25, 30-plus foot putt back towards the front of that green where if you hit it just a little bit too long, it's going to roll back to like 60 yards out. Then you have a super crazy like chip shot back up the slope off a tight lie. That hole is brutal. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah. Um, and I saw a couple dudes make nice I mean, pars out it, there. You could fit like a whole cul-de-sac of houses on these greens. I mean, <laughs> um <laughs> nice, beautiful, you know, half million dollar, you know, price between five and six hundred thousand. Beautiful track homes. I would say, you know, uh, you know, a half dozen per green. Incredible out there. I'm trying to think of like w- what the toughest hole is at the whole resort. I actually um, think I was talking to somebody about this like during the trip, and I, I think it's ten. I, I honestly think it's ten at Old Mac. Um. Yeah, I mean that's definitely up there. Uh, Although I wonder if it's it's got to be way less difficult in the summertime, because obviously you and I have never been during like peak season, middle of summer. But apparently the winds are switched, you know, summer and winter time. So whenever we are there, um, and we play number ten, um, we're hitting the ball from north to south, and the wind is blowing north. Whereas you know, so basically the hole's playing four thirty, you know, four thirty ish, four forty straight into a two to three club wind up a massive slope or I, I would assume that in the middle of summertime that course there that that hole at least has got to be way easier yeah dude i mean that's plain no absolutely i um no i i kind of agree with you i just thought about it in my head and 10 at old mac is probably definitely the hardest yeah um, but dude on the flip at side at least when we're there summertime then all of a sudden number 11 the fucking road hole replica is straight into the wind and that hole's tough with like a two club win at your back. Like, if I was, if that one was playing straight into the wind, like ten and twelve usually are. Ooh, oh goodness. Yeah. Grab just dude, yeah. Ninety nine. Keep your butthole tight. That that one would be rough, dude. Well, how's the wind at the original? Uh, you know, road hole. I, I mean, isn't I think that it does into play, the wind? Or is that I, like sideways? I think it does play primarily, at least like into the wind a little bit. Um, I. I, I don't fact check me on that. If you do, just know that if I'm wrong, that you know that that, that was an educated whatever. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, overall, my dude, it, it sounds like you had a pretty excellent trip. And on top of that, I, I, I think we're both in agreement. We were both in exceptionally good shape when this trip was over with. Absolutely, I think uh, you know, partially not 
don't know. I don't think we drink as much as years past and we're going to bed earlier and playing less golf. I mean, yeah, man. Um, you know, just overall playing less golf. I, I mean, I, I would just go sun up to sundown in years past and sometimes you just don't really enjoy that second round because you're just playing fast. So I just kind of took it easy this year and, you know, days go by a little bit longer and drinks taste a little bit better. And yeah, yeah we're getting buddy. older, man. See, I, I know it sounds a little crazy. I actually played more golf this year than I did last year. Oh, wow. Which is kind of crazy because, like, last year, because, you know, daylight was so slim back for our trip in 2016, I never actually was able to play the full 18 holes on my replay uh, on any given day. Like, I think I got 15 in and 16 in on two of my replays last year, uh, but was never actually able to finish the full 18. We spent five nights at the resort this time around, which means we had four full days where we woke up and went to sleep at the resort. Uh, on like on that same day of those four full days there, I played a full 36, three out of the four days and was oh, nice, and man. was never rushed on the second 18. And yeah. in fact, like I had plenty of time to spare. Now, granted we did a good job of getting out there super early, um, for a couple of those days. And so anybody who's planning on like doing a winter trip out there who might, might be listening to this, man, if there's any possible way you can get that 8am tea timer earlier in the, in this time of year, from about Thanksgiving through the end of December when the, the days are the shortest, they don't have the first tea time until 7.30 each morning. But if you can get that 7.30, 40, 50, or 8 o'clock tea time, oh, sugar, I'm telling you, man, you get done, you know, a little before at noon or a little bit earlier, even at a nice leisurely pace of, you know, 3.45, 4 hours, you got enough time to get in there, eat a nice little lunch, hit it again at 1 o'clock, play another 3-hour, 45-minute 18, and done, be done with, you know, 10, 15 minutes to spare, man. It it was it worked out to perfection. Like for me, I absolutely I, I would attribute that one day where we only played eighteen to being huge, and then just honestly getting nice and and, and you know messed up enough to fall asleep about midnight every night and waking up at six. I think I was, I was telling you on this phone on the phone earlier, man. Six hours of sleep a night compared to like the three and a half or four we were getting every night the last two years. That that was, I think that was the ultimate game changer for me. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're getting three and a half, four hours sleep. You're playing more golf and drinking more. Yeah, that that. No wonder we fucking felt like shit until then. Pretty much October, November <laughs> of the next year. I mean, it'd take a year to recover. Goddamn, oh, oh, dude. I, I, like, um, yeah. It was yeah. It was it was like the last two years were so much fun. Um, and that's the thing is like I don't feel like I had any less fun this time around. I just felt like we did a good job of you know getting most of our drinking done. You know on the golf courses at dinner where like last year it seemed like guys had been drinking all day and then we felt you know the need to rally at about 11 o'clock and drink for like another two hours every night before we went to bed which was great and all but man i i actually didn't feel like i was fucking dead for like the two days after i got got back home this year which was really amazing so i would highly encourage anybody going on a trip to abandon man five and a half to six hours of sleep or more it's a total game changer yeah absolutely and um yeah just you know and it's not like we go to the range every morning either you know we just go to the range the first day we don't even warm up um you know we just stake medallions you know double oj and then screwdrivers yeah. or whatever and, that's right 
And then we just hit it, and then we just hit it. Yeah, so, man. I'm telling and, you, steak um, medallions and doubles. I mean, that's, that's that's the one way you can get ready for a little little shindig like this. But the one day of, of teeing off at ten and only playing eighteen, that was I think that was clutch. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that was, was I think that was big, the first. Man. Yeah, the first day, you know, we had decent weather. We played Bandon, and then we actually went to Preserve. That's the day we played Preserve. Oh, so. Okay. Um, so that was a short course. So basically we only walked 18, right? And yep. then the next day we only played 18. So, I mean, after two days, I, I was just feeling golden. I mean, um, and then I did, uh, I believe 36 and 36. Yeah. Um, 36 the last two I days. Cause I mean, I played 36 with yeah. you on day three and then I know on day four, yeah. you all played old Mac. You think you went back to Pacific after that one. And I, I went back yeah, to the uh, uh, original course. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, Tra- yeah I, I wanted to play uh, uh, the original one more time, but uh, we went back onto Pacific. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I actually got to play every course of the resort twice, uh, except for Trails. I only played once, and Preserve. I only played once. Um, Shorties, we, which we played on the day we got there, was <laughs> terrific as always. But that yeah, was, I, I love Shorties. I don't. I don't think I ever went back to the practice center after that. Or maybe I did. Oh, I never do. Maybe I did I actually. Do. That that, that could be that could practice be wrong. Center, practice center is just for day one. <laughs> I mean, I, I you gotta if we're teeing off seven thirty or eight o'clock. I mean, you got to get up an extra early to to you know hit the range. Yeah, and you got to be willing to hit balls when it's a little dark outside. A little dark, super cold. Uh, no thanks. Just stick medallions <laughs> and screwdriver sound phone. <laughs> Uh, all right. So now, now that we got uh, this band in business, you know, all, all taken care of. B- before I let you go, brother, you know, you know what I have to ask you, Tiger. <laughs> dude, I I just did not I did not give you any warning at all. You just know exactly where my head is at, dude. He's he's back, bro. Dude. He's back. Dude, don't I mess never, with me. Uh, never, never quit, dude. dude. Never quit. <laughs> All right. Be, okay, be honest with me. G- give me give me your reactions. I mean, how how much of the tournament did you get to watch over this weekend? I watched uh, third, well, yeah, about a uh, round and a half, like okay. the weekend, okay. Saturday so like, and Sunday. Okay, so you, so you watched Saturday and Sunday. So you did not watch him while he was just lighting the world on fire on the front nine on Friday. Oh, I saw the highlights. I oh. mean, I didn't watch it live. Dude. But. I am such a fucking tool, dude. I was like sitting on Friday morning. I went into the office early because I was, you know, back in Santa Rosa. You know, got some stuff done super early, and then uh, headed out for like a, a late breakfast at this little breakfast place that I like. I get in there, I sit at the counter, I notice they got Wi-Fi. I'm like, huh, all right, I can go check out and see what Tiger's doing right now. So I just sit at the counter, open up my phone, you know, like a very very social young man that I am. You know, not not talking to the people next to me, just getting out my phone. Putting it like one headphone in and just like watching Tiger, and dude, in like the thirty-five to forty minutes that I was sitting down, is right as Tiger's just igniting the golf world on fire when he shoots like thirty-one on the front nine on Friday. I just kept looking around. I kept looking around this like cafe, trying to see how many other people were super pumped that Tiger just looked raw, dude, like the big cat himself. Before I'm like, bro, not a single person in this place not even gives a shit nobody's watching no but i was like i I was just looking for somebody to lock eyes with because i haven't had that feeling where i watched tiger and i was like dude this is the guy this is the guy (laughs) and then you know you know fittingly he uh i think shot even or something like that on the back nine didn't do a whole lot in the back nine that day 
and then shot three over on Saturday or something like that. Um, but then finished strong with like a 68 on Sunday. I mean, overall, a pretty, a pretty encouraging um, tourney for, you know, w- without a doubt, the most impressively awesome and magnificent golfer of our lifetimes. What, what, what were your thoughts, man? Dude. <laughs> That's all I could think to. I was like, Dad. Uh, what would you think of his swing? Tiger. He um he's he's different. I uh you know, he uh first time he's pain free in a, what, four or five years. Um I mean I like to think that surgery in four years. I uh I just wonder how long it's gonna last, right? Um yeah. You know, but he, he certainly looked good. He's in, you know, definitely encouraging sign to see him uh, play like that, especially against, you know, the top guys and how long he's been gone and whatever. But um, shit, man, he's back, dude. Tiger. Dude, Tiger, his, Tiger, Tiger his swing looks stronger than last year. Like, it certainly doesn't look anywhere near as, like, amazingly violent as it did like during his heyday where it just looked like he was just decapitating a rogue, you know, yeah. sort of, you know, shaman out there. It was it, dosing, you know, poor young ladies. It, it, I mean, it looked, when back when he was at his prime, dude, he just had the fiercest, most beautifully violent golf swing I've ever seen. And it, that, I think that's gone forever. But when they did like a side-by-side of his 2016 swing and his 2017 swing, the the swing from this year looked a lot stronger and like I, I don't want to say like firm. Firm seems like a weird word to use, but the swing definitely looked stronger um, than last year. Uh, did did you feel like that at all, or am I just kind of imagining things? No, I mean he's he he looks stronger. Um, I mean shit, that's you know part of the reason why he's, he's healthy. You know he's pain free. He's been working out. He's he's strong. He's fit. Um, he's fucking Jack. Swing look. Uh, a little bit slower, obviously a little bit different, um, but he still has that Tiger gear, man. Like there's a few shots this weekend where you know he got after it. You know he he still has that gear. He can launch it high, um, you know, driver, long iron. Um, <laughs> he's back to. You. I just want. I just hope he's he. You know the pain doesn't return and he doesn't tweak anything. And I mean, shit, even just walking down the fairway, you know. Um, that uh you know he's always walking carefully gingerly you know yeah yeah i think he looked pretty so anything that you saw worry you at all that it's not going to last no i mean nothing that i saw this weekend he played great you know um dude we'll, we'll see how he goes next to you dude it's tiger dude it's tiger i mean everybody go watch uh the 2000 i believe it was 2000 bell canadian open 18th hole, 72nd hole, whatever. Tiger. Just watch, just go watch that shot and tell me he's not the Two fucking sli- just uh, finest slice of bread yeah. that anybody's ever seen. Just so awesome. un- incredible. All right, 218, so, just let's put a six there and like way, way well, right of the pit. It sounds like you and I are in the perfect state of mind to completely overreact and come out with some mm-hmm. wild, completely just unrealistic expectations for Tiger. For for next year, so let, let me get some 2018 <laughs> predictions from you. We're just so hyped, and we're so just ignoring oh, every piece of information that the pre, that the past has given us to just say, dude, he's fucking back. So lay it on me. 2018. What, what what's Tiger got? You know, in his sights for 2018. He's got a top four at the Masters. <laughs> I like that. He's got a top four at the Masters. 
I guess things like then, uh, that, I, that. You, you can't you can't just skate by that. I mean, top four. Like I I actually realistically, and I'm not just saying this because I'm overreacting, but assuming that he does not get hurt again before before the master starts, I honestly would actually place a, a good amount of money that Tiger finishes in the top ten. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think he's you know he's always played Augusta well when he's healthy. So I oh, mean. Yeah. You know, pending he's, you know, hopefully he's healthy. I mean, he, I, I think he'll play well, you know. Um, he's always liked Augusta. Um, he knows it well, obviously. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how, if he remains healthy, I don't know how he'll do at the U.S. Open. What, what's the site this year, 2018? I believe it's Shinnecock Hills, bro. Oh. Dope. <laughs> yeah. Super, super dope. <laughs> That'll be sweet. So that's going to be kind of like a, you know, golf links of America type thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, has Tiger ever played Shinnecock? I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I think was it 2004, something like that. Um, you know, they added at Shinnecock. Um, I mean, you know, Tiger can play well anywhere, but I feel like the masters, the, the masters is where he's going to have his best shot. He knows that golf course so well. It's wide enough in some certain spots where he can actually get away with not being perfect off the tee, and I, I think you know once he once he nails down that you know it looked like he had some improvement to do around the greens, especially with like his bump and run game and his you know chipping off tight lies game. I think that 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 might need a little work, but if he can get that ironed out by the time you know you know April rolls around, shit, damn, is that going to be exciting? See, I actually think his best shot at winning a major is the British. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I'd go with the Masters, but man, it, I, I could definitely, definitely see him pulling an actual like successful version of what Tom Watson was trying to do when he failed to actually beat out Stuart Sink a couple years ago. <laughs> it was like a fifty-something-year-old guy. Like, I would. Lo- wouldn't it just be the most Tiger thing ever? If like you know, he, like granted, he, he I don't think Ma- he's going to eclipse Masters Jack. and British. Yeah, like he like wins two more major championships. Like he wins like a Masters at forty-four. You know, 2019, 2020, or whatever, and then just randomly wins the British Open when he's like 53. That that seems like it could be the perfect way to cap a Tiger Woods major career, where he may not actually eclipse Jack, but would you know it would end up being the guy that has like the most incredible you know major win of all time or something like that. That seems like the appropriate and fitting you know story for for the Tigre coming down the next you know you know 10 plus years. I don't know, man. I I think he's gonna finish with 19. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I think the Masters is you know a good shot, but I think he's gonna win a British man. It'd be so sick to watch him win the British Open again. Oh, my golf boners <laughs> at full chub. I'm calling it right now. He's gonna win another British. Oh, but full chub. Pending, pending that he's healthy. God, I hope he. I hope he just doesn't, you know, fucking tweak anything, or because that's what it, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna like get after a freaking two iron stinger and pull something, and then all goes to shit again. So that would be um, super unreal. Yeah, you know. So hmm. I don't know if he's healthy, playing well. I mean, again, dude, let's just go off. Let's go off what we saw, right? He he's back, pain free, one tournament down, uh, played great. Um, obviously not expecting him to win first time back, whatever. Um, but yeah, he looked good, man. Absolutely. Positive he looked, vibes. He looked real good, bro. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, seeing if he continues, um, you know, Hawaii, I don't know what tournaments he's playing or his schedule, but I'm assuming he's going to be at Pebble. 
Uh, that would be fun to go see him. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I yeah, wonder how much. So. I do wonder how much of the California swing that he's going to participate in because all, all the guys who you know. Um, I follow, you know, who follow golf closer than I do that I always try to make sure that I read and see what they're thinking. They're, they're all saying that, you know, Tiger should have learned from last year not, you know, not press himself too much, play a very limited schedule to let his body kind of, you know, slowly get back into the swing of things. And But, I mean, he always just crushes the West Coast swing so hard. I, I, I know that for him it's got to be tough not to want to play in all of them. Like, I feel like he... He would do so well. I mean, he always does well at Torrey. You know that he wants to play at Riviera. You know that he wants to play at Pebble. Like, is is he going to be capable of playing in all three of those tournaments? I don't know, man. I really don't. Yeah, it's like fascinating. Um, I'm, assuming, like, oh. I, I'm actually assuming the tournament that he might skip would be Pebble. Yeah, which wouldn't that be crazy? Especially considering that what isn't the U.S. Open there next year? Twenty nine or twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. So, like, so Shinnecock yeah, next 19, year, Pebble in twenty nineteen. Yeah. You got to think the guy's going to try to find every excuse possible to try to get out there and get some, you know, some competitive rounds in at that place. But I mean, the guy has also just dominated people so thoroughly there. There's got to be a little bit of knowledge. That he's still got. You who know, knows, man? Maybe back. he just plays all three. I mean, who knows? Maybe he just plays all three, right? I mean, just sits um, out every tournament until Tory rolls around and then just steamlines all three of them. Two wins, <laughs> heading into Augusta, feeling super good. Definitely not overreacting at all. <laughs> well, he's got to play before. Uh, I mean, doesn't they ha- don't they have one down? Uh, where is that? Um, like Thousand Oaks or um, what's that Lake Course down south? Well, I, th- I thought that like a sure, uh, sure uh, man. What was it? I think the one in Thousand oh, yeah, Oaks. Lake, but I, I thought Lake that's Sherwood? what I thought that's what the Hero World Challenge is now. Like, because that that used to be like Tiger's uh, fundraiser tournament, and I thought that basically became the Hero World Challenge. But I could be mistaken. Gotcha. Yeah, I could, I could be mistaken. Yeah, man, I, I don't know uh, what the next tournament is. I know there's one in like the Morgan Hill area, right? Mm-hmm. Cordoval. Cordoval. Um, no, I, I don't think that's an annual tournament. I, mean, I know that's where they had the uh, U.S. Women's Open last year. Not this, not this past year, or- but the year prior, 2016, I think. Um, man, that's a good. No, I, I, I know they've played. An event there. They used to play the Fries.com Open there, which I think now is the Safeway, which is what they're playing at Silverado. Although, man, dude, my brain—it's—it's just not capable of so many, so many calculations in one day. Serious. Oh, I even—I'm lost. But um, I don't know, man. I hope he remains healthy. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see who's the last two uh, Tour Champion winners. We got Spieth and and JT. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We got Sergio, Kepka, uh, Spieth, JT. Bang, bang, bang. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah? We'll see. We most definitely will see. And we'll... then... What's up, brother? All right. So if we were to switch resorts, not saying that we would, like mm-hmm. I'm talking about like a second trip in the sure, year. Sure, sure. Where would you go? Because I'm thinking, like, do you know anything about, like, the Nebraska Sandhills? Uh, I mean, I definitely know about them. I I can't say that I've ever actually been to the Nebraska uh, Sandhills, but, I mean, obviously I know that uh, the course Sandhills, while, you know, it is private, it's, uh, you know, regarded by most 
uh, people who have had a chance to play a lot of golf courses, probably the best modern golf course ever built. That's a core Crenshaw course. Uh, Prairie Dunes is supposed Whoa. to be intense. Uh, I mean, dude, it's like there, there's supposed to be so much good golf out there. Granted, it's very, very spread out. You know, it it, it, it covers a pretty a pretty sizable area across like the sand hills of Nebraska and even into Colorado a little bit. Cause I know Bal- uh, is Ballyneal, Ballyneal, uh, the, the Doke. Okay. Yeah. The Doke design out there. I think that one's private as well. Um, yeah. A lot of that like really wild, like super remote, like private golf course that, you know, basically doesn't have any members that live locally, but guys that, you know, cruise out there a couple times a year, they have little cabins that they stay at and basically just, you know, stay in a cabin for a couple of days and just get like four or five rounds in, go home and do that, you know, two or three times a year. I think that's the kind of membership, you know, private clubs that are scattered throughout those sandals because that's some of the most prime, ripe golf, you know, golf landscape in the country out there, man. So yeah. what I'm saying is, yes, yeah. I've heard of it, and yeah, I'd be down to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, even like the Trent Jones and Bama, or like I, I still, I still want to do Pine Valley, man. Um, yeah. But here's the thing: like when you start like comparing everything. And like, you know, obviously you got to like travel, you know, by plane to these places and, you know, uh, it always comes down to the resort. Like you can't do what we do. And for those, uh, who haven't been to Bandon, uh, there's pretty much no rules. Um, you know, we obviously bring our own booze. I mean, there's, you know, I just feel like you can't do that at like a Pebble or a Pinehurst or, you know, where 24 Chico freaking sweet dudes come in with like each a handle and handle a, handle a rack. And, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, you just, you know, there's just no rules at, at Bandon. And um, I don't know. It's pretty blue collar considering it's, you know, every course is in the top what you know what 40 50 yeah. in the country so um i don't know and you know for playing those types of courses spending five nights and spending what we spend yeah you just can't beat it no so, you can't really do it much other. Um, i mean you could always go to like bandon central or bandon east you know mike kaiser has built a couple more resorts in the continental united states you know, he just opened Sand Valley, like in uh, central Wisconsin, which is kind of, you know, the Midwest's version of Bandit. But, I mean, it's, it's fucking Wisconsin, dude. Like, you can't play golf there four months, four, five months a year or something like that. So right. there, there's no, like, you know, super off-season where, you know, guys can try to go on, like, a four- or five-day crazy golf trip and spend a 1000 bucks or less. Like, that just you, – you just can't do that out there because there is no off-season. It's either on-season or off-season, you know. And by off-season, mm-hmm. you don't play there. And then I mean he's got Cabot, you know, up in uh, up in Canada uh, on the you know Canadian coast, east coast, and they've got two courses. One of which is supposed to be about as unreal as any any of the courses at any of his, at his resorts. But you know, I mean, Bandon's just you know, despite it not being close to anything, an eight-hour drive is so much more manageable than than hopping in a plane and then getting in the car and then driving seven or eight hours. That you know, I. I I want I want to say the Bandon trip is probably going to keep going every year, but I think we should definitely develop an auxiliary trip. And really, you know, if you're looking for spots to go like in the summertime that may, you know, where you could play some really good golf, but not have to spend necessarily like a shit ton of money. I mean, dude, Palm Desert has all sorts of killer deals in the summertime. You're always taking a cart anyway, so you're not going to be walking out, you know, in 115 degrees. You know, I mean, th- that might not be a bad idea for you know a great summer. 
you know, value golf trip for, for guys on the West Coast, the, the desert could actually be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, mean, I, I, would, I, would, I would probably throw that one out there for contention. If we're looking for, like, a midway point trip to do, you know, in summertime, you know, for some courses that are looking for some business, and you are still going to have, you know, some well-conditioned, you know, fun golf courses, I, shoot, my, my vote would probably just be to go to the desert. Yeah, dude, especially because you can tee off early and just be done by, like, 10, and then, yeah. you know... Change shirts and get after it again if you want. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I mean, 120 degrees ain't gonna hurt me. I mean, I I, I do it every summer. So I mean, in all honesty, um, I think for Palm Desert in the summertime because the days are a little longer, I think you get out there at like six. You know, get an 18 by 10 o'clock. Go get a nice, you know, have a nice little three or four martini lunch. Take a little, you know, yeah. go take a little nap. Wake up around four o'clock. Head back to the course. Get a sunset round in at five. <laughs> just repeat, dude. That's, that's pretty good. It's like the hottest. Oh, oh, the oh dude, you're out there, kind of hungover, just trying to get your drunk back again. You know, <laughs> finding 115 degree heat. Oh man, <laughs> sounds, oh, sounds like man, a. Hey, hey. So a game we we play down here in like July and August and shit. Dude, it's a beer a hole. Shit, a beer a hole. Uh, All right, in Fresno heat. That sounds super easy. <laughs> We'll do 18, 36, 27 holes, whatever. Beer oh. hole, last man standing, just takes the bet. Fuck. Oh, my God, dude. So, it really, pretty rough. golfing skills aren't necessarily the most important thing you know, on, on a day like that. I mean, if you start, like, making double digits on a hole, yeah, you're done. You're, you're DQ'd, dude. Okay. <laughs> so, you can't just completely fall apart. You got you got to still be kind of playing no. co- coherent golf. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come okay. on, yeah. That Maybe makes you're sense. less, dude. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm already out. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. Uh, it gets pretty sloppy out there, but it's a beer. It's just nuts, man. And, and it's like if you haven't finished your beer after you put it out or whatever, you just have to finish it before you get into the cart to go to the next tee. Oh, so, man. There's a lot of chugging uh, going on after the putt. Fuck. I, I so, just... so it basically just comes into, like, chugging a beer every hole because you sip a beer for a little bit uh, and then you just chug it you know after you putt out to get to the card so it's just like fuck man it's horrible i think i might be able to pull that off at bannon in the winter time when i'm walking and it's not hot outside but dude trying to do that in like fresno heat in the middle of the summer dude i would be so impressed with myself if i could finish one round with you dudes that would be so gnarly (laughs) holy shit (laughs) oh my god uh well my, yeah, dude. kev my dude i i, I gotta say I, I think i think i covered most of the stuff here what did anything else you got for me while we're still uh recording this bitch or what no man bannon's great you guys gotta get your ass up there um every year we look forward to it it's obviously turned into something to you know we look forward to every year and and if you guys do go pay early do how we do it we we get it out of the way and book it reserve it pay it and then you don't have to worry about it absolutely well, pay hey, for the rounds when you, you know, get there you know what man i know that uh, a good amount of the dudes that go on the trip with us are also you know loyal listeners of the podcast so to all of you you know the andys the marks you know the sternies like all all of you guys out there that are listening to this podcast in your cars getting shouted out i want to tell you that i fucking love you guys kev i love you i love all the guys that would go on our trip with us we had 24 this year I think we are going to kick it up. I'm trying to go 48 strong next year, bro. Is that it, it let, let's just get wild on this bitch. There's just too many dudes and have buddies <laughs> that want to come on this thing. Oh my god. 48. Uh 48. Man. Let's just uh, do it. 
shit, man. Let's do it. Let's just like book our own plane. Yeah. Hey. Hey. hey, hey. No. Wait. Now we're talking. <laughs> Come on. Let's Come get on. Her done. Oh, Kevo, you are a beautiful <laughs> human man. This has been awesome. Thank you for joining me, brother. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I always appreciate uh, you guys taking your precious time to listen to us talk about golf and have a good time. This show would not be possible without you, the listener. So thank you again. I uh, hope you had as much fun listening as we did talking. Um, we will be back next week. I know I say, I've said that in the past, and it hasn't always been true, but let mark this one down in pen. We will be back next week. Um, and we also have got some exciting stuff uh, coming down the pipeline. First of all, Volume 20, Issue 2 of Golf Guide Magazine is out and available now. Um, go to a golf course near you if you live in California, Nevada, or Oregon. Pick up a new golf guide, reformat it, redesign the whole thing to make it easier to digest than ever before. Easy to find information on every golf course within a, what, 500-mile radius of where you live, assuming you live in California, because that includes the uh, neighboring states there. But, yes, Golf Guide Magazine, Volume 20, Issue 2, out now. So go ahead and pick one up. Um, also, for Bandon, there is a good chance that uh, Golf Guide will be sponsoring our next trip up to Bannon Dunes at the conclusion of 2018. So if you or some buddies you know love playing great golf, love drinking good beer and having a good time, please reach out and email me at kyle, K-Y-L-E, at golfguide.net. I think uh, after all the guys we had this year, plus uh, some other friends that are coming along, we may have a dozen spots open. So if that's something that interests you, please reach out to me. And uh, send me an email again, kyle at golfguide.net. Also, the great place to send questions. If you got anything you want us to bring up on the podcast, you got any ideas, please also send all questions and quarrels to kyle at golfguide.net. And then also have something pretty special coming down the pipeline. I think we got a new podcast coming in 2018. More details will follow. Uh, so be sure to pay attention to the next couple podcasts here as we release a little more information uh, regarding that. But until then, I hope you all have an absolutely pleasant day, pleasant week, and a wonderful holiday season. So until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.